as audiences move to connected TV viewing, finding local TV news becomes a challenge. Syncback CEO explains how the new service Zeem helps local TV thrive on CTV. Listen on for more. This is End Screen Noise on Television Nation. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at End Screen Media, and today is February 15th, 2024. Local news and current affairs remain as popular as ever with US audiences, but how they want to engage with it has changed dramatically. I checked out some data from Pew Research covering the period 2016 to 2022, and the changes in TV viewing are eye-opening. Late-night local news attracted 4.2 million tuned-in viewers back in 2016. By 2022, that had decreased to 3 million, and that's a decrease of 29%. It was no better for morning news. Morning news was down 31% over that same period to 2 million. And cord cutting has really gotten worse in 2023. So I would expect those audiences to be significantly lower this year as well. Now, local TV stations have begun to take connected TV much more seriously, but going it alone can be a real challenge. You have to create an app or web app and social media presence. And these are very difficult with so many TV platforms as well. You audience has to find you on that smart TV, which can be challenging for them. But there is good news. That is where a new service from Syncback called Zeem comes in. In this interview with Syncback CEO and founder Jack Perry, he explains how the new service builds on the learnings of its predecessor, Viewit, to help local broadcasters flourish in the connected TV world. But before we get to the interview, do you want to get up to speed on the connected TV platform market? Then you need to take the new new end screen media class getting to grips with connected TV platforms, a primer on the gatekeepers of the CTV market. In just over an hour, you'll learn what a TVOS is, why it matters, the strengths and weaknesses of the big providers and where the market is headed. So point your browser at endscreenmedia.com forward slash gtgw2. That's endscreenmedia.com forward slash gtgw2. And sign up for the class today. Now, back to the interview. And I'm delighted to welcome Jack Perry, who's founder and CEO of Syncback, to the podcast. Jack, welcome. Hey, thanks. It's good to see you again, and I look forward to catching up. This will be fun. Yeah, and, and of course, my podcast listeners will know that Jack and I talked a while ago about View It, um, and we'll get to that in a little bit, but perhaps you could give us a quick intro to Sync Back, uh, just so that we, uh, we've got that in our pocket. You got it. I mean, Sync Back is perhaps one of the best-kept secrets in the uh, streaming industry, because we quietly... Uh, sit behind the scenes and we power live local streaming from about 900 stations today. And so this past Sunday, our big event was we 
grabbed all of the local signals from the all of the CBS affiliates that are a part of Paramount Plus, and we pulled those into our cloud, and then we sent them off to Paramount Plus and Hulu and Fubo and any any other destinations that were live streaming the game the other night. Well, congratulations. My <laughs> my testing of the streams were fantastic. I didn't see any stream stutters, any any problems, and you can bet I was looking across a bunch of different platforms. So it were it all seemed to go beautifully. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, but we're really here to talk about the launch of a new service that you've come up with called Zeem. So give us a thumbnail of what Zeem is. So Zeem is Zeem always local, always free is great local content from all over the country. Uh, we give you the ability to, you know, bring content in from maybe where you're from or maybe where you're going, um, where stuff is happening, where news is breaking. Uh, so it's your kind of your one-stop shop for everything local. Very good. And I mentioned View It at the top of the podcast. View It, we, uh, we talked when you launched View It. And one of the things that you said in the press release for Zeme was that you learn a whole bunch from View It and you're really sort of turning that around to make Zeme better. So talk about that. Talk about View It and what's different about Zeme and what, what you're bringing to Zeme from View It to make it better. Well, the number... The- a few things there. Uh, Zeem is really the natural evolution for Viewit. What Viewit taught us was it's a very sticky site. Viewers are spending coming back to us 30 times per month, spending about 30 minutes each time. And so that told us, hey, we've got something here. Uh, then we then did a number of test markets where we said, all right, what if a broadcaster really leans in and, and covers some other things in their community. We call this going beyond broadcast, okay? Because a broadcaster has a 24-hour day, seven days a week that they have to fill up their uh, traditional uh, broadcast schedule. But what if we gave a broadcaster the ability to go beyond broadcast and put more in? There'd be no limitations whatsoever. There's no set schedule of, you know, what are we going to put in the seven o'clock time slot? We're going to do Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. And so, the handful of broadcasters that went out and leaned in and covered dirt track races and and parades and festivals and music, uh, you know, concerts and things, they literally became so sticky that viewers were coming back 40, 50, 60 times a month to, to watch this beyond broadcast content. And so when we sat back and looked at that, we thought, all right, view it's kind of a fun, nifty little um, brand, but if we're going to own local, I mean, and I'm going to own local. Hands down, we're going after it. We're going to win. And so we said, all right, let's retain a big-time agency to go and rebrand this thing, something that's memorable. And so when we landed on Zeme, we realized we have a verb here. Zeme it. Zeming. Uh, be a Zemer. Um, and so that was, you know, the evolution was not only do we know we have a winner here with Buett, but we knew we could make it an even bigger winner if we went out and, and retained a firm to really come up with a big brand for it. And, you know, so Zeme away. So t- t- let's talk about the content. You've done a fantastic job with uh, with pulling in a lot of broadcasters already. So maybe who, who are the backers? Which which channels have you got? And, and what content are they providing? So we'll start with the, the, the big biggest um is paramount uh has was a very early investor in the company when it was of course cbs and 
that investment came probably in the 2010, 2011 timeframe when I was out there just saying to every TV station in the U.S., hey, I'm going to deploy my technology. Not sure what the future looks like in terms of streaming for you, but I know that it's better to have my technology embedded in your station so you're ready to figure things out than to not have it embedded. And that's when CBS came in, and I think we you know, ultimately got to every CBS affiliate on the platform. And they bring um, to the launch of Zeme all of their um, owned and operated uh, news uh, channels, streaming news channels, as as well as their uh, CBS and national uh, streaming channels. So that's paramount. Um, Gray Television brings a station from at least one station from 113 local markets, and they are an investor uh, in, in the company as well and have been for approximately 10 years. And so, you know, it's it's pretty good when you can turn to your investor base and say, hey, I think we ought to try this. And they, you know, look back and say, yeah, I think you're right. But uh, I think one company ought to go after local and try to own local. So that those are our primary investors in the platform. And I, I guess I should mention that when I started the company, both the Consumer Electronics Association, now CTA, and the National Association of Broadcasters were that they had neither one had ever made an equity investment in anything before. And both of them provided the um, the seed capital to start um, sync back way back in uh, 2009, 2010. And I thought, well, this is a really great idea because I got the people who are broadcasting investing in the company and the people who are catching those broadcasts, if you will, with the consumer electronics side of things. So it was the perfect marriage. And, you know, I'm eternally grateful to those organizations for helping me kick this thing off back in the day. So are they also, one of the things that I loved about View It was that the broadcasters weren't only providing their local news segments and local interest programming, they were also pro, uh, producing specific programming for the service. Are they doing the same here? They are. They are. In fact, um, you, you start to see music, uh, music festivals are, you know, concerts are covering concerts. They're, they're covering the parades are covering uh, high school sports is a big presence of high school sports on the platform. All of this is beyond broadcasts where they're actually going out and it's going straight to OTT. Uh, I think you'll see more of that uh, in the future. And one of the ways that we're going to uh, lead the charges. We're going to lead by example. So we're putting a studio, opening a studio in two or three weeks in Times Square. It's right on ground level. We're going to lead by example. We've already signed a, um, a, a musician that's going to be doing a podcast and he's going to bring bands in. They get 15 minutes of Q&A. They do 45 minutes set and, you know, we'll just see where it goes. And, and if you one of the reasons that we're doing it that way and we're doing it out of the studio in New York is because the majority of those music musicians that are running around the city trying to you know, establish themselves, they're all from somewhere. And so when we bring a band in, we set up ahead of time where are the musicians from, we alert our local broadcasters, hey, um, you know, Jessica Dye from you know, Phoenix, Arizona is going to be in the studio tonight. So then we notify the stations in Phoenix that hey, Jessica Dye is going live tonight on from Zeme Studio. Everything we do strategically is to involve our local stations in the promotion and the involvement of OTT. And the other thing we're doing on the content side is we launched a product called Zeme 360, which is literally a mobile streaming channel. It streams whatever it sees 
fact, it's making its way back from the Super Bowl right now. You could tune in and, and watch it as they go through the, the desert. And we're doing that by example because one of the things that we know in Europe, especially slow TV is this big phenomenon where people tune in to a GoPro that's on the front of a train. <laughs> yeah. I decided to up it a level and convert a you know an Amazon Prime delivery vehicle into a channel and it's it when we turned it on in Times Square uh, 2 weeks ago uh, I made a commitment to never turn that channel off so it streams everything that it sees and at one point during the Super Bowl we had over 30,000 viewers that were watching the Super Bowl and I uh, assume this stream going <laughs> yeah so we, we we owned during the Super Bowl we owned the second screen because they were tuned in watching us drive around Vegas Oh, that's fantastic. So uh, what's the business model for the broadcasters and for, and for Zine? So because my technology is at so it's, – it's mature technology. Obviously, in the streaming space, it's never changed. It's ever-changing technology, so we, we keep up. Um, but because we power so many, we are able to bring our cost structure so low – that it's pennies where other people might be charging for dollars. I will never send an invoice to anyone on the content or broadcast side. It's not why I started this company. And so our business model is bring us your content. We'll go get you viewers and we'll get you ads and everybody makes money. So it's a, it's a revenue share. Um, again, I, I don't ever want to send, it'd be boring to invoice. There are companies that, oh, we're nipping it, sink backs, heels, and this and that. And I'm like, you can have it. I don't want to invoice anybody. And so the whole, the business model is we eliminate cost. We eliminate the complexities of streaming, bring us your content and we'll get you um, revenue. It's that simple. Yep. And sounds like you helped them out with promotion as well, because if you're promoting Zeme, uh, as the place to come to find your local content, then I guess you're helping out with promotion as well, right? We are, we are. And that, I don't know in the history of Super Bowl commercials, I, I'm fairly certain this has never been done. We ran the the John Stamos Zeme launch commercial through our local station partner. So we bought airtime at a local level. And we much of it, you know, they put them up in the at halftime, third quarter, fourth quarter. They even reran them um, in various parts of the country uh, after the game. And what happened was the moment any viewer in the market uh, that the ad played downloaded the app, that broadcaster instantly was generating revenue because it's their viewer streaming their content. And I don't know in the history of, uh, I'm fairly certain that that has ever, ever been done. And we're going to keep at that. We're going to keep promoting heavily uh, at the local level, getting viewers to download uh, the Zeme app and just start watching and the stations make the money. So uh, that that's great. Where, where is the service available to now? I think I, I think I read in the press release that it was 80, you had 80% coverage already. Um, which which major markets are you in? All of them, pretty much? Uh, basically, all, you know, we start with New York, uh, start at the national level with the with CBS or, or Paramount's owned stations. That gets us, you know, 14 of the largest markets. Um, and we'll just fill the gaps. Um, you know, it was it'll be much easier now. And I, I said this to John Stamos the other day, you, in 30 seconds, 
you're able to convince more people than I have been in, in 14 years that, hey, it's time that you start Zeming. And so um, now that the, the ad and the promotion's out and they see that I'm serious about owning local, uh, not only will we get all 210 DMAs, I think you'll see three or four stations uh, per DMA join our, our platform. We're calling it a movement. Zeme's a movement. Very good. And um, so we, th- that, that sounds like uh, that promotional campaign is still ongoing, although it was kicked off in, during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Do you also provide, um, so you're selling the ads in the Zeme streams of the local broadcasters, is that, is that correct? So the ad, yes. The, the number one ad that we have a, our own platform called AdSync. Uh, we're doing probably close to 6 billion impressions now. We, uh, it's, think of it like programmatic on steroids, optimized for the local level. And so when we're doing the, you know, the real-time header bidding, the first thing we look for with AdSync is, has, is there available ads that have been sold on a local level? Because they're going to sell at a much higher CPM. We look there real quick. We see, yes, it is sold, pull it in, boom, broadcaster wins. In the event where it hasn't, where there isn't a bail that hasn't been sold on the local level, uh, then we go but to our you know our header, bis- header bidding system, and we make sure we're pulling in the highest possible CPM, also getting the highest possible fill rates there. So, yes, if you want to lean back as a, as a broadcaster or a content owner and let us take the, the heavy lifting, we're happy to do that. But I can tell you that we're going to enable, we are enabling the broadcasters to go after those very lucrative, smaller advertisers that are paying a higher CPM. Um, and that will be the really the backbone and the growth for our company moving forward. Very good. And talking about backbone growth, uh, what's up? What's in the future for Z? More stations, more content. We have a number of content deals in development, uh, which we'll be happy to share with you as they uh, evolve. Um, And really, our plan was, let's go back to the lowest common denominator and get that right. All the other streaming that has been done to date was really on the big time names. Let's bring in the biggest, you know, long form binge viewing content. And okay, let's bring in local now and see, well, that's fine, because everybody needs local. I decided to go back to square one and say, let's optimize local and then see what opportunities come about from there. And so if you think about anybody, uh, it could be a sports league, might look at the growth of Zeme and say, you know what, I'd like to plug into that um, little Zeme system and see what happens. And there's something really, really important about the, the old way of broadcasting where the syndication model, what's and bringing that forward. And that was, look, Oprah Winfrey is amazing, and she also had a local broadcast partner in every market that simply told their viewers, hey, tune into Oprah at 4 o'clock today. I'm going to apply that same principle to streaming, and I'm going to revolutionize how syndication works. Very good. So, yeah, you bet you can come back and tell us about those deals as you do them. Jack, this sounds great. I don't think, like you, I don't think I've ever heard of an advertising campaign in the Super Bowl done in the way that you did that uh, buying local time that's pretty original approach and hopefully a little bit more cost effective than the 7.45 million i saw being spent on the ads in this in this year's game so jack thanks very much for spending time with us and come back and tell us how zine's doing 
You bet. I sure will. Thank you, Colin. This podcast is the property of Endscreen Media. All rights reserved.